Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? going on everyone and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church and by the local church and we are your local churchmen my name is josh and i'm here coming to you for the last time in reformation Month. and reformation <laughs> we got him my got him. co-host in time the pod father Jack oh man, Barry. I don't know about that. I don't know if I can live up to that state, uh, that title. Dude, I don't know about that. But. Listener, our listener, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Cooper, came up with that. The Podfather. And I thought that's kind of dope. Oh, that's Cooper. Dope. I feel like I feel like Jack. <laughs> I mean, he's the Podfather. It just kind of fit. Uh, it fit with a Sicilian, it, you know. It feel, I don't yeah. Know, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It does have that vibe to it. I mean, I, I wear it's enough. I wear enough tracksuit. You uh, do regalia yeah. that I can technically be in that. And field, your so wife I mean. is Russian, so <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like. And I'm Serbian Sicilian mix. Yeah. I mean, that's basically okay. I, I made I made the cut there, people. There we go. All right, there we go. So. Yeah, it, it fits you better than it does me. I think so. <laughs> I'm Norwegian and and Lebanese of all things. You know, they're just two very. Wow. I know it's it's weird, right? I get yeah. the Nordic and I get the Lebanese, and it's—I uh, don't know, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's strange. It's strange. It's a strange world we live in. Jack, how are you? It's good to see you. I feel like this yeah. has been a week of—I uh, think we've both been super busy. I feel like this week, yeah, uh, have, we haven't talked as much. You doing good? No. Yeah, doing pretty well. Good. Um, good. Just kind of. Gosh, what? I feel like weeks are kind of a blur sometimes when you have a kid. <laughs> and you're doing stuff makes and, sense <laughs> um and then on top of it like you're you're going through gosh so we're going through acts in our local church right now nice. so we're going through the book of acts and then on top of it um in my men's bible study we're going through revelation okay so that is like a one like we just went through peter's sermon because uh, how we how we structure things is I do a week ahead. Okay. So I look a week ahead into the what the text is going to be preached next. I don't have sermon content, 
but we're going through that text in our community group and we kind of Bible study it from there. Nice. So we kind of look at the text from there. And so um, (laughs) I remember just this last (laughs) Wednesday when we had community group, I read through Peter's sermon. It's like (laughs) one of the guys in my group, he goes, "Uh, are we... Are we doing the whole thing? Are we looking at the whole thing or like just five verses? Like, I feel like we can only get through five verses here. Like yeah. this is like this is too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly enough, I I thought one of our pastors was not going to be able to hit kind of like every minute thing of Peter's sermon, but somehow he did. He came through. It may it may have not have been like extensive, yeah. but he hit every mark. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. good for him. Good for him. So yeah, right it's on. a one-two punch. So it's it's kind of a blur when you're kind of going through texts like that, and mm-hmm. especially Revelation, where there's so much trash yeah. out in the Twittersphere oh, about what yeah. the text means in Revelation. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, and then having an infant son. That's right. That's always interesting as well, too. Yes. So, yes. Yep. But, and having a very juvenile co-host to you know do monday nights with so <laughs> I, is your is your taste back it is finally it is yeah, okay i'm actually doing a lot better i'm doing a lot better i'm uh because I, I saw yeah. you at that because you marcoed me at the cigar lounge i'm like josh's taste has got to be back oh yeah. i don't think you would go back to torture no for a second time i'm not wasting money on good cigars <laughs> that i can't taste that makes zero sense like yeah Seriously. no 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 that's not happening at all no no taste is back oh smells back um, all in all, I feel, I feel pretty fully recovered. Um, slight cough here and there, but other than that, I'm good, man. I'm back. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. But it's Reformation month. Uh, it's mm-hmm. coming to an end, man. It's, uh, this month. I, it sucks that I was sick for, you know, one of the weeks. We didn't get as many Reformation month yeah. eps in as we normally do, but that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna round it out today and then, um, Man, and then November hits, and here come the holidays right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Advent, all that good stuff. It's hitting. It's going to be hitting pretty hard. So, Jack, before we uh, before we hop into our topic, man, why don't you give us uh, the last uh, uh, October is for Oscar Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do you got for us? All right, friends. Uh, we are going with the uh, so Oscar Valadares has several different cigar lines. One of those lines is called uh, 2012, mm. very aptly apocalyptic That's cigar right. line That's for right. the last week of Reformation Month. So I thought I'd uh, pull out uh, one of his unique cigars from this line. So it's the uh, 2012 Oscar Barber Pole Toro. There we go. Uh, it was rated. It has been rated by several different outlets in the top five or no top 25, excuse me, cigars of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, probably one of the hardest places to review cigars that I guess one of the hardest, some of the hardest critics, I guess, of the cigar industry is a website called Half Wheel. Mm. And if you are ever breaking the 90s plane of, yeah. of cigar reviews in Half Wheel, you've made it. This cigar actually broke it. It's a 91 rated on Half Wheel yeah. uh, when it first came out, and it's consistently been that way. 
So this is uh, an interesting lineup. So uh, obviously it is, um, it's Mayan-inspired artwork, 2012, all the apocalyptic stuff that was going on back then. That's right. Uh, you kind of have to snicker at it now. Um, well, I mean, Jesus didn't extent. come back, so, you know. <laughs> Nor did uh, the movie... Uh, predict a tsunami. That's right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> just stuff breaking the apart. The oceans while, didn't uh, <laughs> rise. The earth didn't split in two. There wasn't a, a fireball from heaven. We're all still well, here, people. While John Cusack was like trying to save the world or some. I don't know That's why right. they picked John Cusack out of all things, but okay. Yeah. Um. So it is a. Uh, so it's a barber pole. Mm-hmm. So that means there are two, technically two rappers on this that make kind of that. That um, that kind of fashioned uh, barber pole, and uh, the wrappers of that uh, to make this barber pole are Mexican San Andreas mm-hmm. and a candela. So basically, go. it kind of looks like this. Usually, you find these barber poles like when like St. Patrick's Day comes out, usually um, because it's green, right? And usually, when you have some candela in there. It's minty, it's grassy, it adds into that kind of flavor to it. Um, it is, like I said, it's a 6x52 Toro. Uh, the wrapper is Mexican San Andreas and then the Candela. Uh, they don't have a, or, a, a country of origin, but the binder is Honduran, the filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan. And then um, this review actually gave it like a timing they said you could smoke this in about 60 to 90 minutes. There we go. 60 to 90 minute cigar, medium full bodied. Um, what you're going to get on this, I've actually smoked this as well too. Uh, I can verify pretty much most of what uh, cigars daily is what I'm going off of. Is telling us um, basically you're going to get um, some spice uh, off the bat. And then also a lot of earth tones, and then uh, kind of some almonds, yeah, kind of some kind of some different flavoring there, and then uh, some sweetness uh, as well too. So the so the Mexican San Andreas and that candela kind of makes it combined a little bit sweeter, yeah, um, and then probably some mint or some kind of hay kind of tastings as well too, uh, but it's a little bit more earthier cigar, um, not so much chocolatey. Uh, but more earthier. I do like a good earthy cigar. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. And for MSRP, uh, $10. $10 MSRP. Sweet spot. For a Toro. There it is. That's pretty good, people. Especially 91 rated by Half Wheel. Yep. You usually don't get those. So yep. um, really enjoyed this cigar uh, when I smoked it uh, a while back. But, friends, that... Uh, that kind of lines out our October is for Oscar. Oh, man, it's coming to an end. And man, now I got to think of another cigar brand. Of, we, have think one of for, N. we have to think of one for N. N. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is very tough. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. I can think of a we'll line. See how, we'll see how far this. I can think this, of a cigar line. I don't know true. about a brand. We'll but. see how far this bit this bit goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah see. we'll see. All right. Well, the 2012 by Oscar Valadares. That is the reformatory cigar of the week, rounding out October Reformation Month. And you know what to do, friends. Go and smoke Soli Deo Gloria. That's right. For the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today, man, it's the last last ep 
of Reformation Month. All good things must come to an end. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a little I'm feeling, you know, a little more solemn than I was, you know, last week. You know, a little bit more down to earth, less less uh, ecstatic. But uh, this is it, man. Like another another Reformation month in the books, um, and uh, and 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 we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. But today, Jack, uh, I wanted to ask the question, and we've asked this question before, but I think it bears repeating and bears continual discussion because the landscape that we find the local church in in today, as it you know, as it was when it started, right, back in the early church, the landscape in which the church is in is constantly changing. It's constantly shifting, right? Yeah. It's not that it is, you know, you know, there's obviously nothing new under the sun in that we're always going to be warring against the same things, but the where the battle lines are drawn, how, you know, the enemy shapes its attacks the things that we deal with right uh they take different forms right and they take different different aspects and different context and 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 we're constantly in need like we kind of started this entire you know month off with we're in constant need of reformation right semper reformanda right we are always reforming right we are constantly called as christians to be filtering not only our own thoughts our own our own desires and motives and speech and and beliefs but also everything that goes on in the culture we are we are called to be filtering that through the truth of the word of god what does the bible say right and in that we are constantly reforming we are constantly coming into greater conformity with the word of god which is the duty of every christian right mm-hmm. so the question remains jack and i believe that it you know it shifts every year because every year brings yeah. brings a new <laughs> a new battleground a new line right that 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 we need to you know be be coming up against and defending right and speaking truth into uh, mm-hmm. and again and every year brings those <sighs> brings the i would say the distractions and the cringe. The, yes. The, the cringe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, it man. is very cringeworthy. But uh-huh. but the the constant, it seems like barrage of I would almost call it theological virtue signaling. In in that you have individuals trying to claim, you know, through very loud and aggressive means that whatever issue that they are most passionate about in the moment, this is the issue of the day, right? And more sure. than often it's not. More than often yeah. it is something that maybe they are specifically dealing with, something that they maybe their church is, but you know, we have to be very careful not to define, you know, the the state of the Catholic Church and what I mean by that is the universal church by our own, you know, our own experiences, right? Because yeah. there's different things going on in different places, right? But the constant need for reformation in all aspects of the church is always there, right? And that's something that I always appreciated about R.C. Sproul is that he always spoke mm-hmm. of not only the amazing truths that we can look back on in history and see you know, the things that caused the Reformation, the truth that came out of the Reformation. But he was always a big advocate, and I, and I, you know, I agree with him wholeheartedly that the church today needs a Reformation. It yeah. needs to be 
like the the truths of the gospel need to be rekindled every generation and every generation needs a reformation it needs it to be brought back to the book brought back to the authority what does the bible say right mm-hmm. and in that our idols are put to death right our popes are slain and we come into greater conformity with the word of god and out of that comes joy and life and and i think biblical true revival right yeah. um so that's kind of what i you know that's oh, especially in october that's on my mind right yeah being in ministry what does a reformation look like today right and that's a yeah. very big question and there's so yeah. many different avenues that 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 we could go over but i like to think of it in the context of the local church what does mm-hmm. a reformation look like for us today where where are we needing to come into greater conformity with the word of god yeah it's interesting because uh, my wife and i are reading actually not reading but listening to a book uh, called The War on Toxic Masculinity by Nancy Piercy. She is a writer um, who's written some different books called like Total Truth, and there was another one called um, Love Thy Body. Um, she is a professor down at, I think it's like Houston Christian University. It's a very small, private Christian school. And um, it's so crazy. So she got a lot of flack I don't think she would call herself an egalitarian or a complementarian necessarily, um, but she got a lot of flack on Twitter when it's like her those book people came that say out. I'm not Calvinist or Arminian. It's like, oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> that's not a fence you're allowed to ride. Uh, get anyway, out of anyway. here! Anyway, that's she, not your point. But I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, but I hate uh, that so much. I'm not a complementarian oh or egalitarian, gosh. so shut up. Yes, you, uh, are. you just don't want to say. It. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> you got, you got some. There's some leanings there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, you know what I mean? somewhere. Uh, so she, uh, she was. She's like. This is probably one of her most data-driven books, and it's basically about where did we, where did we get this saying toxic masculinity and and granted this is just a a caveat to what josh is asking right because i think there is reformation that's needed in what we talk about when we talk about masculinity and just even the numbers that she she cranked out so she was saying that you know a, a lot of our culture has been kind of more male dominated so to say in the united states and now it's swinging so now you are seeing 60 percent of uh women start graduating out of the university versus 40% of men. You are starting to see actually depression era unemployment in men. Like men aren't even entering the workforce anymore. Like the the 18 to 25 year olds, they can't find them in the workforce. They're not there. Um, on top of that, it's uh, a lot of suicide. I mean, the, the stats were just, piling up against like you know and i don't think josh and i would clarify as or clarify ourselves as chauvinists right but she also said this too she had to clarify she's like i'm not taking this perspective of the chauvinist but when our boys and and men are are continually on the decline and in just the absolute dumps we kind of have to say like what's going on here 
Sure. Um, and that's where you can bring up Reformation. That's where you can bring up um, the ideals in which what needs to happen like what Mm -hmm. are we doing yeah um so and i mean that's kind of that's kind of what martin luther that's kind of what all these different men saw during the reformation you are continually on the decline and the catholic church is not doing anything and something needs to change yeah so you go back to the original sources you go back to the original documents and you say these are the true fountains of truth that we must come to, right? Right. And it just happens to us that we're in this, we're in a cultural moment. We could be in this cultural moment for a very long time. We don't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, to where men are now the most needed, like men are the most unreached people group right now that need the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly enough to say that by all statistical uh, measurements in the United States, mm-hmm. men are the most uh, kind of unreached people group in the United States that need the gospel. Yeah, and so how do you That's do that? Well, it's got to be through the local church, so, you know. <laughs> and I mean, exactly, I mean, and I mean, we go back to the, you know, we go back to what you originally said. Yeah, and and that's where you need to start cultivating. What does it mean um, to be made in the image of God? But then you need to cultivate, too, like purpose. Like, men aren't entering the workforce. Why? Well, Nancy Piercy talks a lot about this because the culture is just, like, cracking you over the head that testosterone or just even to appear to be stronger than other people is, like, bad, you know? Right. And it's like, come on, people. Like, and it's and it's to the point where it's, it's really militant. Like, to the point yeah. where... People are saying all men must die, like literally. Oh yeah, no, no, for all sure. men must for die sure. and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah, and- yeah. Well, and and you have you have. <laughs> I mean, I think you know. I think you, uh, a, a large part of that is is you have. I think a generation, and it might be our generation. It might have started above us. I, I you know, I'm not sure. You know, I'd want to look at the numbers, but 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 I know what I observe and I know what I hear. Right. In my own local church, and the and 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 the people that I'm, you know, that, that I'm around is we have a generation that the pro, the local church has not made priority, right? Mm-hmm. And you have men that aren't leading their families the way that they should be. And one of one of the most sure. important ways you do that is you make the local church a priority. You make the yeah. Lord's Day gathering a priority. You you model to your family. You model to your your children. You model to your sons, right? That this gathering is something you need. This gathering is something that's important and it's vital, right? And when we don't do that, especially as Christians, we 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 lose, Jack. I think one of the main avenues where that encouragement to be to be things like to be masculine, to actually be be you know be comfortable with your masculinity and to, you know, exert the testosterone in a, in a, in a good and biblical way. Right. And to work yes. hard. Right. Yeah. Right. To, yeah. to be a worker, to be an earner, right. To be a provider. Right. The best place to learn how to do that. The best context is the local church. Mm-hmm. And when we don't have that, when we don't make that a priority, they're either going to learn it somewhere else and it's not going to be a good model or they're not going to learn it at all. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's I think one piece. I'm not saying it's the entire piece, but like 
I think a reformation today needs to happen with our families. Sure. And we need a reformation in just just the way that the modern Christian family today views the local church and the place in their lives that they place the local church. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty staggering of what I hear of just friends, and even in rural areas, mm-hmm. even in areas where we would deem that they are more conservative and quote-unquote Christian sure, than sure. like the western side of Washington, right? Yeah. I'm hearing from even like rural areas of... Well, the church is just, I mean, but this is typical. The church is just full of hypocrites or the church is just this. Sure. Or these leaders kind of failed us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like that deserves some reformation right there. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously you see that in the text of scripture. Like God is, is basically wanting reform to happen in the prophets that he is bringing forth to Israel. (laughs) I mean, look at Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Like, Ezekiel is basically telling, like, Israel, like, you are a bunch of shepherds that Mm -hmm. basically, like, are not feeding your sheep and are so narcissistic that uh, you don't even, like, care about them. Right. And it's interesting, too, of what Nancy Percy brings up because she says there's there's clearly what, what she sees as toxic masculinity is what we would say that the Pharisees are. She doesn't explicitly say this, but she lays it out pretty plainly. Like if you are public in one area, in in areas of your life and you're private in the other areas of your life. And it was really tough to hear her recount kind of her life story because her life story was her dad was this very devout Lutheran man, put his kids through private Lutheran school, but in private, like he beat like all of his kids, like oh, he threatened them with violence, like yeah. he was abusive, alcoholic, all this stuff. Like we would say that that's toxic. And we would say that because honestly, like you kind of look back to the gospels and that's where toxicity starts is that men get in charge over God's people and they really don't care about God's people. They care about everything that the world tempts them with, which is money, fame, and celebrity. Yeah. And then that's, that's, (laughs) that's where our topic comes right back into play again. Yeah. Like the Catholic church got bloated with money and people who didn't care about God's people Mm -hmm. and didn't care about giving them actual good uh, shepherding. And cared only about the bishoprics and the roles of the priests and all these things. And then when you have a character like Martin Luther come in there and start like a bull through a china shop. (laughs) Yes. um, Of (laughs) course things are going to go awry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's honestly what God calls us to a lot of the time is to hey, you need to fix your own house before you even go out in the culture and tell them what the gospel is. Yeah. And so I think that's what really needs to happen. Like a lot of us are focused on this whole like the culture is against us and everything like that. It's like, can we just get like our <laughs> our ducks in a row in the church well, before we even go down that line? Yeah. You know? and, and I think I think, <laughs> you know, I think that is an aspect that needs reformation too. Is like, you know, where have you been for the last 2000 years? The culture is <laughs> yeah. always against us and it always yeah, will be. That's what Jesus said to expect, <laughs> right? And I think a a point of frustration I have is when I see especially in America. Okay, let's be clear, yeah. especially in America. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. this before. 
But especially yeah. in America here, there's such a focus on the culture and overcoming the culture and claiming the culture, right? And I understand for for some that stems out of a certain a certain you know eschatol eschatological view that they have, right? But let's be real here, okay? The culture is always going to be against you. It's its job, okay? Mm-hmm. Satan is the prince of the powers of the air for a reason, right? Like, things are never going to be... You're never going to be in an environment where Christianity is the norm, yeah. right? And those that try to claim that that's how it was, you know, when America first started... I understand what they're trying to say, but I also don't believe that that was biblical Christianity, right? I think sure. it was. I think it was much more, much more. I think it was. I think it was deistic moralism. If we're going, sure. if we're going to be honest, I mean, and again, like this is such a can of worms. You know, it's such a, it's 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 a different conversation. It's not the point that I'm trying yeah. to make. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that we lose focus, right? Mm-hmm. We 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 send our you know to use the military right we send our boots on the ground we send our trucks we send our provisions we send our ammo and our tanks we send them all to the wrong lines right and you know to your point jack i forget who said it it might have been it might have been a, a lawson clip but i feel like someone said it before him just because i think he, i think he takes a lot <laughs> but it's like <laughs> the problem isn't that the isn't that the church is too much in the world it's that the world's too much in the church right and and yeah. I, and i and i do think yeah. that's a good point in that we we are so outward focused on the culture right and warring with the culture and overcoming the culture we don't see the snakes that are in our own homes yeah we've lost so much focus when we when, when we have such a focus on the outside Right. And it's and to be clear, it's not it's not primarily for even for evangelism, because that's I I, I think some of it is. But I think by and large, you know, you don't you don't you don't see that. Right. And we. We lose sight of the issues that are going on in here and the real the real problems and the real people that are having trouble. Right. And we get so distracted by trying to stick it to the libs that we (laughs) forget, oh, so-and-so in my church, I haven't seen them for a few weeks, Yeah, you know, and you forget to call them. Or so-and-so just had, you know, their spouse leave them, right? So-and-so's husband just died. You know, so-and-so's child or grandchild is struggling with addiction, you know, to drugs or alcohol, Right. So and so steeped in the sin of pornography. Mm-hmm. Right. So and so's daughter is has an eating disorder and it's making her weaker and weaker and thinner and thinner by the day. And they don't know what to do. Do the like th- these are the things. Right. Like these these are the things that are in everyone's churches. Every church has these people. Right. And part of that reformation, I really do believe needs to be a refocusing on what the true like what what our true mission is right yeah and that is first and foremost i believe 
caring for one another in the local church. And then that spurs on that evangelism that spurs yeah. on, you know, growing the church, bringing this, bringing the, the people through and having souls changed and, you know, that, but, but we can't lose focus. We can't do that while we're distracted fighting battles that at the end of the day, I don't think we're called to fight. You know, yeah, and that's just like that takes discernment and that takes time. And we have to ask the question, you know, is this thing that I'm putting so much effort into? Right. Is this backed up by scripture as yes, this is the this is worth the effort because some things are some things are. And it takes discernment and wisdom to be able to decide what those things are. But here's the thing, Jack. Right. You don't make that decision on your own. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay? That's what your pastors are for. That's what your brothers yep. and sisters in the local church are for, is to yep. help us stay, you know, stay within the guardrails. God has provided you with these people, these accountability, you know, you know this, this accountability for a reason, right? But we have too many men and too many women, you know, thinking it's the, you know, biblical Wild West, and they're going out, you know, lone wolf with their six shooters and they're ready right and uh (laughs) man we need a reformation in that we need a a a a more central i think focus on the local church uh as for us personally for our for our own hearts and for our own safety well yeah and and plus too like the local church is is an affront i would say i would say it's an affront too of what we deal with more in the west coast especially if you go to the Mountain West and the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Because we're special in the sense of that, and even kind of my family was affected by it too. When my dad moved away from Cleveland and everybody on my dad's side of the family kind of like, or at least my dad and my mom left to move out to Washington State, it was kind of this frontier kind of mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of this, we'll, we'll go out there and just do whatever we want and kind of make our own life and hit reset on what's happened. Um, and it's, and it's weird because in the Pacific Northwest, we don't have, um, a hair, like we don't have these like old heritage models of historic churches that just doesn't happen. Sure, out here. sure, sure. Sure. Like, we just don't have it we're like... Not, we're not the South. Like, we don't yeah, have... We're not the yeah. East Coast. We're not the yeah. South. No, like, don't. basically, people came out here to, like, leave that stuff behind, mm-hmm. you know? And and that kind of lone wolf frontierism is what I think Josh and I kind of have to reform and kind of have to keep going against in the Pacific Northwest. And that's going to look different in, in places, different regions of our country as we know it there's going to be places where reformation looks like um going against um you know places that it's way more liberal um that things are not being upheld by scripture and doctrine or maybe or maybe you're seeing maybe down south it's it's reformation looks like going to church doesn't mean you're a christian yeah right I mean, yeah. that's 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 a, that's something that's very unique to that that region that like we don't we don't deal with that mentality up here. Like we, we, we can't get people to go to church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it's it's different. Right. Yeah. 
So I think reformation is going to look different in different regions of our country right now. Um, and just how we've seen history play out in it. But then again, too, like what Nancy Piercy has said as well is like, and I think this is important. Um, she talks a lot about nominalism. She talks about how nominalism kind of destroys um, basically every ve- every kind of historic vestige of what we think masculinity is, which is to protect, provide, um, and I think there's a couple other ones, basically bigger kind of masculine virtues, right? And she's talking about how nominal Christianity she pulls in a bunch of data and she's like, you know, nominal Christians, guys who just say that they're Christian on the outside, but then it's a complete mess Mm -hmm. in their, in their private lives. They're actually the problem (laughs) with, uh, with what's going on in our culture and kind of perpetuating, um, you know, this, this toxicity that we see. And it just shows you again of what Josh and I have talked about all the time about what reformation might look like today is that just because you can get on the sociables and deliver yourself to be some sort of reformed theologian teacher Mm -hmm. that has all the answers to life and you make your own little institutes and your own little empires and you think that this platform can start building an empire for you, I would really just be suspicious of those kind of people because their private lives, I'm sure, do not match their public lives. Well, I mean, that's the um, whole thing with social media, <laughs> right? Like, that's well, the lie yeah. of social media. Nobody's nobody's private life looks like what they put forward. Everyone, yeah. everyone puts their best foot forward on social media. You know, it, it's just yeah. it's just what happens, you know? But there's a lot of, there's, I mean, we see this all the time. We see men, I mean, this is the constant kind of, you know, joke, I think, in reformdom today is that you have these guys who start these ministries and these quote unquote institutes and all these other different institutions and stuff like that. And these jokers haven't even sat down to like read what they actually believe. Mm they're just making it up as they go. Yeah. They haven't took the time that I think Josh and I really appreciate and I think Josh and I have really started to to do to a certain extent and appreciate it in our own lives of like we just need to sit and we just need to basically regroup and heal from the crap that we've dealt with. Mm, right? Sh- sure. Sure. And when people don't have that like humility in their life to just kind of be teachable and you always have to be the teacher, there needs to be a reformation that happens in the local church. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and look, like, I mean, that wouldn't have happened, and it doesn't continue to happen without accountability. I mean, you know, yeah. because there's so much, there's so many times where, like, that's, I can look back where that's not what I wanted, and it's almost like the Lord almost, almost forced it, and it used his people to be like, no, like, you need, you are thinking incorrectly in this, right? And you need to, you need to you know you you need a reformation in your thinking right because that's going to cause a reformation in your behavior right and i think when we set ourselves up as just our own popes right which yeah. is what social media does right it sets uh, it sets if you know if if we use it if if that's the desire right 
we can amass for ourselves a little following, right? That follows us, uh, you know, because they like what we say, all right? And we have all of our yes men that follow us and like our stuff. And, you know, this right here, prayer hands and share, queef, savage, bro, right? All this. <laughs> and it's just middle school all over again, right? Yeah. That does so much damage to the heart. Mm-hmm. So much. Because it creates in it, it, it creates in us just this this belief that we're untouchable, yeah. You know, and I don't think that any of those individuals would say that out loud, right? I don't think any of the individuals that that we've seen, f- you know, fall would have said that out loud. But that's what happens, right? I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you a little insight too on what happened um, in the fall of Mars Hill Church, why I think they they kind of um, were kind of punching way above their weight mm. at the start of it. Um, a pastor that I was talking to who was actually at Ballard, um, the, one of the main campuses that started Mars Hill Church, he was saying that there was a certain period of time in which their church was just like Marcel church was just blowing up and they would get more people and more people and more people mind you more people does not equate to healthy and sustainable. No, right? it doesn't. So they're getting more people. They're getting tons of people coming in here. They're getting tons of professions of faith and baptisms. And there started to become this idea that somehow they were ushering in the Second Reformation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I feel like once you start believing that and just not really understanding what you're saying to a certain degree too, um, you get bloated. And especially in your, your head, you know, you get mm-hmm. puffed up. And we know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happened straight up. Like downfall happened. Mm-hmm. The lampstand was was shut off for Mars Hill Church like six or seven years ago, right? And it came from this idea that somehow we're we're the best and we know how to do this and nobody else does. Sure. And I think Reformation has to involve kind of what you see in the original Reformation where you have streams. You have uh, kind of like a, a more uh, European continental stream, and then you have different streams within the Netherlands and stuff like that, and then you have like a British Isles kind of stream to Reformation happening. Um, and they were all kind of interconnected and working together. Versus, so there's a, a Catholicity piece to this, mm-hmm. that working with other Christians actually helps Reformation. Not that your church is the sole heir to <laughs> bringing yeah. forth reformation and right. somehow nobody can touch you because of that. Right. Um, I think we need to also understand that too, that like just because you got a big bloated church and you got, you know, fire emojis every time your pastor speaks and it's a mega church, that doesn't mean a lick of anything if you're not actually like stoking those flames. Yeah beyond what you're doing well again like like what are we what are we going to for the barometer of truth right 
mm-hmm. because if we're going to define success, we have to make sure that we're defining it correctly, right? And just like the Catholic Church back in the days of the Reformation, their barometer of truth was not where it should be. And so you had all these egregious issues that happened. And it's the same thing today. Where is your barometer of truth? What are you using as the standard? Right? And this is so much this is so important. Not even you know, you know, definitely as we judge the things that happen in the culture and how we should think it, you know, how we should think about but also in the context of the local church, right? You know, how what what's the place the local church should have in my heart? What's the what is what is how how do I view membership? Right? How do I how do I conduct myself in the local church? What does it mean to submit to my elders? What does it mean to live in community with other believers? Because those things are the ways that the Lord keeps us on track. Right? And when we sacrifice those things, we sacrifice one of the primary means of sanctification that God has given us is it's his people. It's the ordinary means of grace. It's his church. And we need that reformation to start in our in our own hearts. And we need to be constantly looking to to submit to the word of God even more so than we are. Right? And I think when when we see these types of stuff, Jack, when we see like the battle lines being drawn, you know, in incorrect places, things like Mars Hill, things like, you know, men not acting the way that they should, women not acting the way that they should, we can throw so many labels on it. But at the end of the day, like it's you aren't following the truths of Scripture. Yeah, that's that's what it is. All right. And we need those that we need those 95 theses nailed like to the doors of our hearts at, yeah. at, at, every, every day, right? And there's so many avenues that that, that that comes into, right? But but at the end of the day, you see all these problems because we are allowing our own desires, our own pride, our own, whatever it is, to be placed above the authority of Scripture and the authority yep. of thus says the Lord. Yep. Right? And if we want reformation, if we want you know, to see the sparks of that in our own hearts and in our own local churches, that's where it starts. You got to go back to the book. You got to go back to the source. That's what that's what did it back in the 15, you know, you know, in, in 1517. And that's what's going to do it in 2023. Going back to the authority of Scripture. Yeah. So. Jack, you know, that that's something that I'm constantly convicted of, especially while being especially in ministry, you know, being responsible for encouraging and leading other people is man like it has to it can't be it can't be me. It can't be me setting myself up as a pope. It can't yep. be me setting myself up as the authority or the one that has all the answers or the one that has the correct interpretation of scripture. It has to be the authority of Scripture. It has to be that. Because anything else, I'm setting my people up for a massive, massive failure, and I'm setting myself up to burn because I'm going to come crashing down if that's the foundation that I'm laying. And anyone who, you know, who put any stock into anything that I said is going to come crashing down with me. and. 
man, like that's not that's not something you want on your shoulders. <laughs> no. And it can be avoided. <laughs> it can. But we need to be semper reformanda. Always yeah. reforming, right? That's yeah. what we got to be doing. So those are just kind of some random thoughts that we, we've had, you know, running through our heads. It's kind of a smorgasbord of an episode, kind of jumped all over the place. But I think that's what Reformation looks like. You know, it's going to bring back in line things that are out of alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to do that in so many different avenues of our lives and so many different avenues of the church. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It right, that's what it does. It convicts, encourages, and it binds the conscience, and we it, it brings it back, brings it back to Scripture. Um, that's kind of the point, and it's encouraging when that happens, you know. And I think we should be praying for it more. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yep. You have to th- like. I was just thinking about this too. You have to kind of overthrow the own your own popes in your own heart. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because you so much want to like try and force people to do what you think is right. And it's really yeah. just garbage. It is. So, it is yeah. garbage. Right. Uh, and you yeah. see so much garbage out there, man. <laughs> you see like, you know, just, just like you said, so many people trying to set themselves up as an authority. Right. And yeah. it's just, you, you know, it's hard because you look back and you're like, that's, that's not going to end well. Like I can see the signs like these dots are connecting and I see right where they're leading. And that's just like that's just not going to end well. Um, and we are so prone to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, We are so it's so easy to do, man. It's so easy to set ourselves up on that on that on that pedestal. You know, it's like you get a little, you know, you get a little following. Right. You know, maybe some listeners, maybe some subscribers and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I mean, you know, people, people kind of like, people kind of like, like what we have to say. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we do have it kind of going on, you know? And dude, it's, you can't, you can't do it, dude. Got to stay humble, <laughs> stay humble, <Yeah>. stay hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, Jack. Well, dude, we, we've rattled on for a while yes so. big big eva has sons so yes she has sons, yes so. she has why don't you get us out of here my friend ladies and gentlemen boys and girls if you appreciate josh and i's uh focus on reformation month and how we should live um not only uh through the lens of the five solas and through the lens of church history as we saw in the reformation how we can apply that today if you want to keep on discussing the Reformation or have any different ideas for episodes to come uh, as we enter in to this uh, last couple months of 2023, you can follow us on the Sociables and give us uh, your feedback there on the Facebook, mm-hmm. aka the Metaverse, the Instantgram, goes well with chocolate and marshmallow, and the Sociable, formerly known as Twitter, X. <laughs> I still I can't Don't I give it to you. Get, yeah, I still can't get over it. Why in the world do we have X now? Okay, whatever. Uh anyway, you can follow us on those platforms at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Uh like I said, you can drop us uh a DM there if you have any ideas for episodes, if you have mailbag for us, if mailbag. you have mail for us, 
If you have some sort of lingering question that you have for Josh and I that we should do an episode on or episode ideas or questions about what we say on the podcast, please follow us there. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might support us in our endeavors here. That's right. There are multiple ways. First, you can like the podcast, rate the podcast, review the podcast. Five stars for five soulless people. It's Reformation Month. Mm -hmm. All right. If you haven't yet, we're talking to you, you wonderful listener. We know you're listening and you haven't given us a little rating on iTunes or maybe you haven't written a little paragraph. Right, today is the day. It's Reformation Month, right? This is the last step of Reformation Month. It's not going to happen for another year. You know what? Five stars for five solas. Come on, help us out. We'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, we have YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. if you heard this episode and you had the really strange thought, like, ah, I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to see what these guys look like. I kind of want to, <laughs> I, I kind of want to know, right? prepare to be utterly disappointed but we do have a youtube and it's uh, head on over there like comment subscribe le- ring the little bell for notifications as the kids say we uh, drop the videos of these episodes every thursday last but not least we have a patreon that's right we're just like every other podcast and that we have a patreon all right and if you uh, haven't already given of your hard-earned cash and monies to other podcasts that supply you with exclusive content then we would ask you to consider joining what we call the Podluck. That's right, because we're punny, yes. right? Exclusive. It's exclusive content. Exclusive. You get exclusive episodes every week. You get, uh, you know, very intimate access to Jack and I. All right, that's right. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm just going to leave that out there. All right. If that sounds like something you want, <laughs> then for five, okay. for five, for five dollars a month. <laughs> All right, that's not even a Starbucks latte. No, you could become a Patreon supporter, join the Podluck, and our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed, hallowed, sir, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of the podcast. That is our pledge to you, my friends. I hope it is my prayer that you have an amazing Reformation Day. Whether you're doing the trunk or treat, whether you're doing a fall festival, whether you're doing. The Reformation Party, where you dress up as your favorite reformer. Come on now. That's my favorite. (laughs) All right? Whatever you're doing, I hope that uh, it is joyous in your heart and you have an amazing time with friends and family and your local church uh, as we celebrate the wonderful uh, truths that came out of the Reformation and the way that God used and continues to use his people. That, I think, is the best part. So we hope you have an awesome rest of your Reformation Month. Looking forward to next year already, Jack. I am. I'm just going to be I'm just gonna be ramping up for it, man. Yeah. It's my Christmas. I'm telling you. <laughs> we thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>